point playing sticks, I swear to God. Yo, what's going on, everyone? I hope everybody's having a great day. We are here for episode four of the... I'm just going to go with the Nika's Corner at this point. Who knows? We'll, we'll maybe down the line, some type of branding may change. But um, if anybody has any good ideas, I'm always down for it. But um, I hope you guys are doing well. You know, there's been a lot of big announcements. Um, some that some people may be, you know, happy about. And then others, if you looked at Twitter, everybody was in extreme disappointment. But uh, we're going to start off today just, you know, just just say hello to everybody. You know, like, how are you guys feeling, man? How's everybody? How's, how's your week been? Well, I, anybody, yeah. Anybody. I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take it. As you can see, I'm in a, a new place right now. Um, after two years of pumping all of my paychecks and uh, all of my sanity into this place, uh, my girlfriend and I have finally moved into our new place, which is not yet done, but uh, it will be. But uh, just happy to finally be in a room and not be in a broom closet anymore. So, <laughs> good week. Good week. That, that, that's a house then, right? Not an apartment or anything? Correct. Correct. Nice, to, man. I have to mow the lawn now, so. Mowing the lawn. <laughs> oh. That sounds, sounds like a terrible thing. I don't know what that is. Yeah, because you just have to shovel 24-7, right? Uh, uh, I don't mind shoveling, actually, to be honest with you. It's not that bad. It's a good workout. The problem is that people in my house don't know how to shovel. So, like, people from Toronto are fake. Like, don't believe... No, no, I'm, I'm being very serious. Like, like, they, they, like, the snow's not that crazy here. So, like, when I was, like, Michigan was worse, like, to be honest with you. So, it's like... First of all, they're, they're terrible drivers. First of all, it's like Florida up here. Like I'm being very honest with you guys. If you've never experienced Florida driving, that is what Toronto is like. Cause they, they can't ship their old people anywhere. So they all just stay here. So then all of like, it's just, it's just really, really, really terrible driving, but we'll move on from that. I won't, I won't, uh, <laughs> I won't prolong on that anymore, but yo dude, our prodigy, what's going on with you guys? How you guys doing, man? Also not congrats on the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking to where here in the episode guide that you've written out for us where putting Toronto on blast yeah, was, but I, I guess I missed that bullet point. <laughs> I was trying to think of a, like an avatar reference of like the people are not real in Ba Sing Se or something like that, but, or people are not real in Toronto type of thing, but I couldn't think of anything. Uh, I, and that just goes to show that I'm, I'm doing good, a little tired right now, but I'm, I'm doing, doing well. It's been a busy week. Trust, I understand. Yeah. Same of me. I'm doing pretty good. I know you've been dealing Tired with as hell like an hour, you know, but I'm, I understand. I understand. Sorry about the time zones, man. I know you've been having there to you deal go. with your, you know, your neighbors with the chanting of uh, oh football players, man. I'll, I'll go with the actual Ooh, saying instead of being going my. Uh, it is coming home. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't even like, I don't even like football, but it's just like. I like I like the England fans way more than football. That's the that's that's the, probably the most hyped thing about it. It's just like it's coming home and all these like 
really strange songs that they all chant it's just it's so funny <laughs> yo just hearing people yeah. yell uh, what was it uh is it sweet caroline is, is that what it is sweet caroline, yeah, yeah. yeah in the background so good so good it is awesome to be able to like go to work and then on your lunch break go to a cafe and just see a bunch of euro games being played there it's like sports must be in nice. the middle of a work day it's so nice. <laughs> it's been good. Dude, Euro, even for those of you who don't follow football, like Euro has been awesome. There have been so many good games. Very much recommended. I'm your uh, typical American. So um, the only football I watch is American, uh, American football. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but if somebody was able to change me over, then maybe I would, I would give it a chance. But uh, let's move on. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, surprisingly, things just like love to stack up with the, you know, the Splatoon community and just Nintendo in general. So just wanted to let you guys know uh, one thing for the people that watch this on YouTube. Also, we do have this everywhere, by the way, just to let you guys know it is on almost every place that you can listen to. Spotify and Apple Music are the biggest ones. Go on Apple Music rated five stars. If you don't do that, then in all honesty, you're just throwing and I don't know what else to tell you. A lot of you guys ask for this, so please make sure to go rate it. Also on top of that, to the YouTube community, you know, um, we've had a few people just, you know, mention the fact that, you know, I've breaking, broken up the, the podcast. I do that just to get more people to listen to certain segments because not everybody's listening to two hours fully. So that's really it. So I'm not doing it for any other reason. I only take the most popular sections that I think that are of great quality. I'm not doing it to every single one and blasting the whole entire YouTube channel, but that's really it. So just to start off today, guys, I wanted to let you guys know that there is something coming around the corner, uh, something that I was helping with. Uh, Canon is the person that came up with the idea. I'm going to be playing a video about the bigger picture. It is a minorities, um, black and Afro-Latina, uh, uh, event that will be happening in August. I was able to get Canon to do a video for this. So I'm going to throw the video on first, and then we are going to get into the rest of our topics. So let me play that right now. And we're going to get this started. Okay. Hopefully this thing is on. So hello everybody. My name is Canon2K. Uh, you may have seen me in comp, you may have seen me in solo, or you may have seen me on Twitter. If not, hello. So I'm the one that kind of brought up the whole uh, minorities in Splatoon type of thing. Um, I, I, am a, I am a black Splatoon player. Um, I've only been playing Splatoon for about two years. Uh, that hasn't really been that long. I've been a part of other gaming communities as well, but I kind of sparked the idea of having a minorities only splatoon event um it was kind of like off of a whim but as a minority i don't feel like i've been kind of uh how do i put it like segregated i should say yeah that sounds like a correct word yeah i don't feel like i've ever been segregated in splatoon at all because splatoon has always been a very uh accepting community and that's great i love that um, but i realized you know there was never a tournament that kind of celebrated uh black and like Afri and afro and afro latin people and given over the past year with the whole black lives matter movement i felt like this would be you know like hey this this, this sounds like an awesome idea you know this, this could be a lot of fun you know so i kind of just had that had that idea and i thought it would be cool and i'm and i'm glad i have people like people like negus on board like this like he he reached out to me he was like hey that sounds like a great idea he was like cool man let's do it it sounds great um 
but you know i feel like this would this would be great to have people in the community uh, do do something like this um and just just, just everybody just vibing and everything uh, we're also donating funds to uh a charity called color of change i know uh negus has donated to that charity before but i think it would i think it would be a great uh charity to donate to and and you know we're just we're just doing this for fun you know uh i feel like this is a great way to like bring more people together and everything and just bring bring more awareness to everything especially everything that's happened over the past year and everything and uh you know i really i really hope i really hope that everybody can have a fun time and everything you know we're trying to make this as fun as possible for everybody um so yeah that's that's all i really all, all i really have to say you know i i really hope i really hope this this turns into a reoccurring thing because this this definitely seems like something that could definitely have a nice future so thank you for listening And with that, as I said, we are hoping to have this more information for August or sooner, sooner or later, actually. And after this coming weekend, um, I linked in the, the discord in the chat. If you guys are interested, please go join up. Um, we will have as much information as possible. Canon was the one that came up with this idea. I'm just trying to help out as much as possible to reach as many people as we possibly can. I believe dude has already joined the server um, and we're having a we're having a, a few other people, you know, help out. So anybody that, you know, and if you are in an ally, uh, you know, you can still help. There's other things that can be done. We're just trying to bring um, a positive life to, you know, the uh, the black community in this uh, instance. So that's really it. So as I said, more information will be coming out. Don't worry. And as I said, uh, thank Cannon for coming up with this. Uh, please go, you know, follow him, give him some love for this, as I said. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys are looking forward for that. And we are going to move on though. But everybody ready for this one? Yo, so uh are you guys excited for like actual like real prizes from Nintendo? What? Between yeah. Arms wasn't a real prize before? Oh come on, you had to do it. You know, I knew you, somebody had to do it. <laughs> it was it, it was is the lowest first. Yeah, the lowest of low-hanging fruit. I mean 25k actual retail value. I mean that's that's a pretty big number like i'll admit i was very shocked like when i first saw the announcement i'm not like typically the prizes are not the area that i look first i usually look at the format i look at who's entered i look at like these different things because you know typically i'm not competing so i don't really care what the prize is and then i went to it and i was like wait a minute there's like paragraphs here hold on a second what yep. is this and I read that and then I realized like multiplied it by four. I'm not very good at math, but even I was able to like put together that this was the most substantial non-travel prize. I will say that because like travel prices that, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the actual retail value of FT wins trip to Japan was, but I have to imagine it was probably pretty significant, but I mean, yeah, I was very much surprised to see it, especially kind of out of nowhere, I think. I I think so also, especially with uh, you know, everything that went on. Was it a year ago at this point in time? I have no idea anymore, man. Time is just it was altogether December. something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Was that recent? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That was, that was December. <laughs> exactly. Not that long ago. So yeah, if you guys yeah. didn't know, uh, the Splatter Ladder tournament starts July 10th and features four modes. Uh, Rainmaker will be July 10th. Splat Zones will be. July 17th, Tower Control, 
July 24th, and Turf War, July 31st. So if you guys heard that, that means that there's no Clam Blitz. Nine, I have to ask you, why? You just putting me on the spot here? You yes. think I have some insider info? Oh, okay, come on, sure. come on. Um, all right, well. Spit it up, spit it up, come on. Okay, sure, yeah, <laughs> definitely not, yeah. No, I, I think it's, it, Turf War is by far and away the most accessible mode. Like yes. that's, first and foremost, the um, Turf War ladder that they did, I guess this would have been back in 2019, it was a summer event, I think, had almost 700 teams entered into it. It's the biggest, by what I've been able to find, the biggest online tournament period ever. Like that's a lot of teams, that's almost 3000 players provided all of them showed up and you know, a couple teams had five. Like huge huge numbers again it's the most accessible like i was i thought it was a little bit funny that people were like saying why would you go turf war instead of clam blitz and then you like look two weeks back on their timeline and they're disparaging clam blitz so yes. that was fun but yes. yeah. i mean it's you, you really don't have to look any, any further than the whole point of the ladder format is to try to give everybody a chance to enjoy themselves that day and if you're extending it out to the broader public, which they are, that's the point of these events, then you're going to include the most played and the most accessible mode. And, you know, I, I think it's a pretty simple decision on their part. And as for why they went with four, this isn't insider info. Please don't blast me for this. Like, I have no insider info on any of this stuff. I know. Four winners. And they've distinctly noted that the, you can only take your best prize one time. Winners. I don't know. Identify four teams. I don't know. They they may have done this in the past, something like that. <laughs> All right. No, no, that's that's fine. That's fine. I I get it. I get it. But just to let everybody know, so just to read out what they this is from the the Nintendo website uh about what this event is going what's going on with this event. Open to legal residents of the US including DC. I always still find it funny that they have to mention that. Um the US is weird. Uh, who are age 13 plus and have access to the Nintendo Switch system. Splatoon 2 game, reliable high-speed internet connection, like that matters, and a Nintendo Switch online membership. The registration period for all modes begins 6 June 28th, 21, which already, you know, happened. Um, so approximately 9 a.m. registration ends at 10 a.m. PT on July 10th. Um, to participate, register at Battlefly.com, Splatoon 2. 16 grand prize winners will receive gaming chairs, trophy jacket, gaming headset, 10,000 My Nintendo Gold points, backpack, pin set, and lanyard. Average $1,163.98. Uh, 16 first prize winners will receive 7,500 My Nintendo Gold points, and I already read this. So yeah, there you guys go. Go check it out. Uh, and yeah, so uh, I got to ask you, dude, how, how do you feel um, not being included? They they literally just like, we're like, you know, we're going to put a prize and we're just going to exclude everybody in the world well, for the Western scene. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well... Well, I, I, hey, I'd probably be feel, I'd probably feel very unincluded if I wasn't on like a, a Splatoon team or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, if I if I had one, then dang, that would be sick if I could like play and win something. But you know, I mean, 
Right now, I'm just kind of chilling. <laughs> but in all honesty, like, uh, just to ask you guys, yeah. how do you guys feel about these prizes? Like, what do you guys think about this, uh, just in general, uh, thought process on this? Because, you know, we've been, I, I would say a lot of us, a few of us, maybe not nine, have been a little bit hard on Nintendo in uh, the past on what they've done for the community. <laughs> um, but I would like to know, like, what do you guys actually think about these prizes? Like, where, where do you, how do you guys see this, you know, for the Splatoon community? Uh, so prizing definitely, I mean, obviously the prizes are not only are they good, but they're cool prizes, right? Yes. Like, I don't know if many people know this or how many people maybe not remember this, but even when, um, what was it? When they were deadbeat at the time, right? It's so like the very first Splatoon 2 Nintendo yep. tournament, which was before the game actually came out um, at E3 and they won. And they got, and they like, they were holding a trophy and everything like that. They didn't even get to keep the trophy. <laughs> Like, so, like, this might be the first time that Splatoon 2 tournament winners from Nintendo are actually getting an actual trophy from Nintendo, which is kind of cool. Uh, I mean, they've, they've done some other cool stuff, not necessarily within North America, but I believe it was, like, European winners got, like, gold controllers or something like that mm -hmm. one year. Um, so they've done some other cool stuff like that, but, like, that's the type of prizes that, that I think need to happen more often. Like, yeah, getting getting a free copy of a game or whatever is cool, but, like, like it's not really, like, a memory. You can't really point to, like, that video game case on your wall and be like, ah, yes, like, ah, I won that back in 2017 playing for Nintendo. Like, it doesn't have that impact. Or if it's, you have, like, a trophy or, like, a gaming chair or a backpack or something like that that it's, like, you don't see every day, um, you know, it's cool. It's something to kind of build memories around and stuff like that, um, let alone just the, the overall, like, prize value is pretty cool. Um, I will say that it's odd that like they're letting people have subs, but but kind of it's, it's somewhat ambiguous because in some places they say winning team will get, and other places they'll say sixteen players will get, and like there's not really this consistency. Mm. But it, it it does kind of sound like maybe subs or like if if the team that wins has a fifth member, maybe not everyone gets all the stuff, which is kind of unfortunate. If that is actually indeed the case, it again it is a bit ambiguous. I tried to do some digging into it myself, but it's really not that clear. Like if you, because like like you know, like you just read it, read read sixteen players. But if you go to the official rules document, it just says the winning team gets, and like winning team can have five members plus one alternate member representing the team. So yeah, it's it's kind of confusing. Um, but uh, so some from from prizing is great, and I, I will pause there and let other people talk about prizing before I get into format. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, I think it's kind of go ahead, dude. Uh, I was just gonna say, yeah, the pricing is, uh, it's the, it's a, it's definitely a major step up from what they've done in the past. I'd say, for at least for the US standards, from, yeah, just copies of arms and just games that, uh, you know, and twenty five. Uh, <laughs> what's that called again? It was like, like twenty five dollars or something, or twenty five dollars worth of like, uh, like my nintendo points or something and then, something. Then i don't remember it. yeah um apparently somebody didn't even get their prize too on that so right <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely a step up from that from my from what i see yeah and i like that you know in the past i think especially the travel-based tournaments like they've been pretty nice prizes like a trip to worlds a trip to japan yep um i mean even genesis for a lot of teams that was a big deal because mm. you know most kids can't afford to go to genesis unless they win their way there but that was always like a you finish first place and you get it 
And if you don't finish first place, eh, unfortunate. So I like that they have, like, every tournament they have set prizes for, well, they have it as grand first and second. Really, I guess you could say it's first, second, and third. I like that there are prizes for the other teams. And even if you look at just the actual retail value of those, like getting third place in this tournament would, you know, give more than winning first place in some of the other online tournaments they've hosted in the past would get you, which is kind of nice. And I also do like that you can only win the maximum prize one time. Mm. Um, because it, 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 I think it's nice because at least in this way, like Prod said, there's more memories to get now. Like maybe it won't shine quite as bright if you're like, well, I got this because I finished third and the first and second place teams had already won it. Like that, maybe that isn't as nice, but I, I still like that they're clearly trying to make this something where everyone feels like they have a chance at getting one of the bigger prizes. Um, so, you know, I'm happy with that. And uh, I think it's a step in the right direction for sure. And, and on that note, actually, I, I'm taking a look through the rules again. It does say that like a team can only win. Like if, if a team plays wins the grand prize, they could only win it once, and that's and that's all they get. But it actually doesn't specify that if a team that won the grand prize gets first again, if that will if the grand prize goes down to the second place team or not. Like they actually don't specify in the rules, um, unless I missed it. But I read it over like twice. So again, another assumption there because it'd be kind of crazy for them to not do do that if that was like part of the rules of like, yeah, well, you know, the one team, you know, Starburst, for example, swept, and so we're just only giving away one grand prize. Like, sucks to suck, kind of thing. Like, next time do better. But you know, like it'd be it'd be kind of crazy if they did that. Um, so I don't think they would. But like technically, it's not laid out in the rules to be that clear from um, as far as I understand it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, overall, definitely like a big step up, regardless. Okay, I mean, you brought up format, so you want to just yeah. go right into that? What, what exactly were, were you talking about? Yeah, sure. So, um, first part of the format, and I already mentioned, like, the, the prizing structure is really cool. And it's not even, like, it's not even, um, like, first, second, third. I think even, like, like third and fourth, I, I think, get, like, the, the quote-unquote second place prize or something like that. Oh, wow. Like, it's, like, four teams get grand, four teams get first, and then, like, 16 teams or something like that get... Um, so... It's so it's each tournament has a grand prize winner, the first prize winner, and then two second prize winners. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So okay. four teams so, so will be eight, eight yeah. teams. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. Eight teams um, get that. So which is cool. So like, again, an opportunity to more people, for more people to win stuff. Um, the ladder format. I am such a huge fan of the, uh, the fact that they're doing a ladder instead of some sort of elimination style bracket. Okay. Um, because of the fact that you always have this kind of, I don't know if people have ever went to like the help desk or like the, 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 the Nintendo Discord server when they're running these things, but almost without a doubt, after like the first round or two, you get people complaining of like, how come my team was matched up when we're like level 32 and everyone else is like star 99? Like, that's not fair type of thing. And like, <laughs> oh man, and, and like, I get it. Like, uh, I, I, like don't get me wrong like I'm, i've always been someone that's been like this is the nature of competition that's just how it works etc cetera, etc cetera. and and i'm not wrong to be i'm, I'm not wrong but that doesn't mean you can't do a different format that incentivizes someone that feels like those situations are unfair to still be able to participate and enjoy the experience and a ladder format does that really well because even if you match up against a really hard team right away 
you you will be more and more likely to eventually match up against teams that are around your skill level, especially when it's a four-hour long format and not like a two-hour long type of thing. So there will still be some teams that like play one or two matches and then drop off because they're just frustrated or whatever. Like that's always going to be unavoidable. But I think for the teams that you know recognize that the fact that like oh I'm not just one and done, I can actually keep playing, especially if there are teams that played in the previous events. I think that's going to be a much more enjoyable experience mm. for them, which is really cool. Um, I'm also a fan of the one mode only per weekend format um, style to it. I think it is really cool to give the teams essentially a essentially a week's worth of practice for each mode, right? Like technically, Rainmaker is getting a little bit more, but like realistically, you could you could go into each week practicing just one mode only and like really hammering down like game plans. So from a competitive point of view. Competitive teams are always complaining about the fact that it's like there's four modes, not even including turf four, but it kind of works out since they're cutting clan blitz, so it's still four modes. It's four modes times 23 maps. Like, that's an insane amount of stuff to actually, like, practice for. Um, so instead of this, they, they eliminate that. It's like, okay, so it's only one mode for 23 maps. But even then, it's actually not random maps. It's, it's counter it's counterpicks. Um, so it's like the higher-seeded team gets the first pick, then the losing team always gets the pick after that, right? Yep. Um, so that's the first time for Nintendo as well. So, well, people still likely play most of the maps, sure. There's always going to be some person out there that wants to play Rainmaker Moray and <laughs> God help their soul. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll, it'll happen. Um, but, like, it's not likely as, as of an occurrence, right? Mm. Especially for the competitive people, because the competitive people, unless they're trying to come up with cheese strats, are just going to avoid that altogether. Cat, stop scratching my couch. It's a brand new couch. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, the, the only, like, negative thing that I have to say is, I think, again, we kind of touched on it being U.S. only. Mm. Not even, like, N.A. only, just, like, U.S. only. Um, this obviously does kind of a bit of a nerf to FT, FT win because, yeah. um, you know, they have a couple, a couple players, uh, and in Canada, um, but even like, you know, places like Mexico, like Mexico has some really good players in it too. They do. So it's unfortunate they can't really participate. So like that part's kind of a bummer. Um, and by bummer, I mean like pretty big downfall. Is there, is, 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 is it really a bummer prodigy or are, are you like jumping up inside up, up and down right now? You, you, you can be no. honest, like tell the truth. The yeah, next, the no. next thing was going to be like, yo, who do you think it like, will take it all at this point. But like, I'm, are you a little, are, you know, you, am I what are you, you know, just a little happy. Um, I would say that are you a true a, competitor as a true competitor? No, I am not happy because um, I want to see the best of the best, and I want to showcase what the top level Splatoon looks like, right? Like, and that and that is something special. Okay. When you get yeah. some two truly skilled teams duking it out, it is that's some true. Truly special things happen. Um, that being said, as a retired person that is making a team and playing for fun, now that I have a chance, more likely to win prizes because a lot of skilled players can't play in it. That's not my fault. I didn't make the rules. <laughs> so, you know, like, I gotta be honest, right? But, like, that's, you know, at the end of the day, the main reason why I'm playing in it is just because I think overall, this is a tournament that we should be supporting. Like, if, you, if you're going from the last Nintendo online event um, that had a lot of kind of, let's put it nicely, uh, constructive feedback yeah. um, <laughs> about everything that happened, uh, you know, what the, the the cause of that is you're basically raising your voice and saying, we don't like this, we don't want to support this. And then Nintendo does something very drastic. They change so many things, and they're they all, did. for the most part, positive, besides, again, the regionality type of thing. 
what do you need to do? You need to show, you need to show your support. You need to show them that this is, yes, this is what we want. We like this, like, this is more we want to see. And you need to do that by, by participating. So honestly, at the end of the day, that's the main reason why I am playing in it personally. Um, but, but yeah, I would say the originality aspect of it is probably due because of due to the prizes, but it's really the kind of the, the only really shortcoming and like a significant shortcoming. Like, I don't even think like, I don't think we've even mentioned having a stream. I think that's fine. I don't think you need a stream for a ladder format. And to be, to be, to be quite honest. Um, so like that part, you know, is, is unfortunate, but I think that's a minor thing overall. I think the only big thing is originality. Okay. All right. Any, uh, any early takers, anybody think that there's going to be a team to take it all? Well, not all, but like off the bat that you have to worry about. Starburst. Yeah, I, I figured that also. Hefty win. Yeah. Yeah, same as usual. He, just different different names. It's going to be the same individuals. I sure. I, I am curious to see who Hefty wins going to get to fill the gaps. Because it's not like they're just losing one player. I mean, it's they're two. losing both Shaq and Bursty. So, like, someone's got to slide I, in and fill that roster. Is it going to be Axon? Are we going to see it again? <laughs> is it going to be Axon again? My prediction is, is Tune and Hexen. Oh. That's my prediction. Okay. And then I get emphasis on, emphasis on prediction because I don't know for sure. Okay. All right. All right. We'll, we'll leave it there. As I said, you guys know that uh, this is all starting July 10th. Make sure to go sign up. Uh, this is something that actually, as Praju saying, it's something that this, the scene should definitely support. Uh, go out there and make sure to get as many people as you possibly can uh, to join up on this. I mean, you know, you never know what they'll do in the future if this goes extremely well. So, yeah, Nintendo's actually, you can say that they're listening. So, it, just hopefully we can get a bigger reach next time. So the next topic is a, a fun topic that, you know, we've never talked about this before. Nobody has ever talked about this before. So I don't want to hear it from any of my other co-hosts that we've just never had this conversation. So, you know, I originally named this dealing with shit talk, but I'm going to go with trash talk. So recently we had, you know, a bunch of uh, looty matches uh, that went on. And some people, you know, they, they were making fun. They putting up their memes. Some people even said that NA is the, you know, they work together with each other, which is probably one of the most false statements because we meme on each other all the time. But I just wanted to relax you guys. Yo, so how should a competitive player go about trash talk? Obviously, I'm not talking for, for those, for those, for those that, that, you know, like to bring up the bra big brain. But if, how do I deal with not offensive things just people talking trash just regular trash talk i'm not talking about like you know people coming at you talking about your image regular trash talk people just saying you're bad at the game don't play this that the other so how should a competitive player go about this uh does anybody like to start with this one i'll start okay go for it um so, I mean, I guess this is somewhat related to. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna rant. I promise. I, I just, I just spent like five minutes talking about tournament formatting. I can't, I can't go for another five minutes. It's fine. Here. It's fine. Um, but uh, as as someone that hasn't talked about this topic before, and as uh, you know, someone that has never been able to share this story before, uh, I've actually made one of my fellow co-hosts. Uh, swear said some bad words during during tournament gameplay because of trash talk. Um, but so afterwards, I am also the first person to stand up after that match and shake said player's hand and say, "Good game, good game, good game." Even that, even even though I beat them the first time and they beat me the second time to knock me out of the tournament. 
and really like that's kind of yeah he got his revenge right um, <laughs> <laughs> and to this day he still won't he still won't tell me exactly what he said um but uh <laughs> um i think at the end of the day it's like trash talk definitely is a is a mental weapon in your arsenal of yeah. competition and you sh and it should be embraced but leave it in the game and it's always about the game right like I am I'm personally not a fan of like Call of Duty style type of trash talk where they're like literally hurting like insults or like fighting game style of trash talk where they like you win or like I get all in your face like trying to make you like make a move and stuff like that like like you know I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that type of stuff but even then, it's like you know yeah is, is up bro like yeah you do up, bro? About it. like you just got you just got shit on bro like you know like, all that stuff and it's just I'm not a fan of it um and I don't think we really have anyone in our community that like really does that. Like, especially like at land. Like, yeah, maybe they'll do it online, but I think it's a little bit different. Um, so yeah, as long as you're actually respect respectful to the people outside of the game, in the game, it's something completely different. And we actually, um, Deep Blues. I think I don't know if we've ever talked about this publicly. Um, Deep Blues years ago, like I think it was one of the this the first online. Nintendo Splatoon 2 event. It's like the first US Open when um so not, not the E3 tournament, but like the first the first one. Uh, first time I one. Um we were streaming it. And this is when Andreas was still on the team, and he was calling some people bad. Like, oh, I remember this. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, he was calling people bad and stuff like that. And uh the other team had a friends like watching the stream or something like that and heard it and they reported us to Nintendo and we almost got kicked out of the tournament yeah and it wasn't even like listening back at the bottom like it wasn't even like much it wasn't really it really was not anything it wasn't like insulting we're just like oh this kid's you know fucking stupid or anything like mm -hmm. that it was just kind of like these guys are so bad like let's do this like it was very like you know self-directed self like you know amping himself up type of type of trash talk and yeah we all we, we literally almost got dq'd for it um and i had never streamed voice comms for nintendo tournaments after that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude oh. I, I i know you've had your fair share i know like i i would think that you're more of a like let my gameplay show it so like how how would you deal with it man like i mean Dealing with trash talk, I think it's just, it just has to be, like, as Prod said, it just has to be within the game. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, personal, where you're like, yo, your mom is this, like, like, keep it within the game. Like, you're, you know, if you're, you're playing and you're playing with your teammates and you're saying, yo, this guy is absolute dog, like, you know, keep it like that. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't. You mean, like, you mean none of this? What are you doing? Literally boxed you, put you in the blender, you're literally free, you literally have zero IQ, how do you get boxed? You're literally dog water, you're literally rice water, how do you get boxed? Your ass, literally so free, literally freer than a free sample at Costco, you're literally dog water. I, I couldn't help it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was that from Fortnite? Yes, yes. I couldn't help it, I'm sorry. I ran a speed test in the middle of that. I thought that I was losing everything there for a moment. <laughs> what was happening? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I couldn't help water? it. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I couldn't help it. I'm it's sorry. Okay. All right. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Like, as, as long as it's in the game, it's fine. Like, um, I think where it's just like, like, 
when it's in the game and if people take it the wrong way, I think that's on them because yeah. they're losing that mental game of, oh, he's he's this this team saying bad stuff about me and I'm going to get upset about it. Mm -hmm. And then if that's the case, then I'm sorry, man, that you just lost. It's like the same as squid bagging in this sense <laughs> where like <laughs> someone's taunting you and like, oh, I don't like it when he did that. So now I'm going to cry about it. Like, come on, man. Like, it's like end of the game. It's just a game. And like, you know, also at the end of the day, like, I think what should also be recognized is that, yeah, we're going to do it and we're going to like, like mess with your mind a little bit just because we want you to, we want to throw you off your mental game. But yeah. at, like once, once the game is done, we show up most respect at all, at all time. We're going to shake hands and we're going to go on a separate ways or wet or go together and maybe get some dinner or something. I don't know. Like. You know, it's just, I mean, depend if it's on, if it's offline, obviously, but like, you know, just have to, sh at the end of the day, just show respect afterwards. Yeah. You know, if, like, I, I really do not care about trash talk. Like, I've been trash talked. I've trash talked people. Trash talk prod. It was, it was great. <laughs> and, um, it was name? such a crowning achievement <laughs> for me. <laughs> I'm trying to, I want to remember what I said. Like, I think I, <sighs> If I think back, it was like, like I was kind of just like saying, like I am literally destroying these guys or something. Was like, <laughs> was like, was like because this is, the context for this story was that this was the first was this was the first begin event, mm -hmm. yeah, the first begin event ever, and so um, Island Dude's team was one of one of my best friends ever, LSDJ, and yeah. the mm -hmm. main reason I'm like in Splatoon and the reason why I ended up coaching Dude back in Splatoon One and like all this stuff, right? And so me and DJ have a Halo background. And so like he knows what Halo events are like. So I wanted to give him the Halo treatment and therefore his whole team the Halo treatment, which is basically any single time you do anything remotely good, even if you were expected to do that good thing, you just scream at the top of your lungs like, yeah, like, that's right. Like, you know, you're just like making sure that the team across the table can hear you. Um, and yeah, so and then we lost, and then dude was just like he popped off. He popped off. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy, uh, I gotta ask nine, like as the you know the, the college sport uh, athlete in here. Uh, mm -hmm. I I don't know if there was much trash talk going on with cross country and and, and track, but <laughs> <laughs> how did you deal with? Uh, dude, trash talk? I, I'll be I'll be honest here. There is nothing more intimidating than a dude trash talking you in the middle of a race and you know you have four miles left in the race so you can't do anything about it like and if you try to go near them they have spikes on the bottom of their shoes they'll just spike you and like, wait what like yeah, no but yeah we, we wore half inch spikes on a lot of our courses and those things would would cut you you would have to leave the course if you did that um yeah no it was like we had, we had a ton of trash talk. I was a hothead back in high school, so I did most of the I trash I can't imagine that. Then. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, dude. I, I was. I was a, I was a hot-headed little punk. I, I've once told Prod, I don't know if I've told you this, I told Marsh one time <laughs> that high school me was a combination of Marsh and Zero put together. Oh, which is like no, yeah no. Oh, absolutely yeah oh. that was me that was me as soon as the sport started i was zero and as soon as i left the sport i was just the happy-go-lucky marsh type but that's who i was um i i will say though with regards to splatoon itself um like 
the one nice thing about Splatoon is it's insulated in the sense that you probably won't hear 90% of the trash talk that the other teams are doing. And yep. if so, it's because you're watching their comp. You went looking and for it. And at that point, you kind of are looking for it. Like, yeah. now if someone tags you on Twitter afterwards, <laughs> then like, get out the popcorn, man. Let's have a little fun with this. But <laughs> like, in the game itself, like, like everything, we'll, we'll take Kyo, for instance, who's been like the, <laughs> the target of attacks on many, many different occasions for this. <laughs> like, it's always because people went back and watched his VODs in the heat of the moment when he is doing what matters most to him, which is trying to win Splatoon. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that to a certain extent, like, you know, like dude said, I feel like most games during the game themselves, they'll say, they're so bad, or you can't hit me, dude, or my favorite power trash talk ever, knock these guys out of the tournament. Um, <laughs> but then, like, as soon as the game ends, like... It's over. I mean, I don't know. I feel like in a lot of times it's like maybe occasionally you get a backhanded like compliment on Twitter where someone's like, we won or uh, they beat us here. It's a shame we didn't have our fifth player. And like, I don't know, that just yeah. screams yeah. like GG, security GG's to me. No GG's minus like, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just sounds like, you know, insecurity. Like if you're yeah. confident in your team and you're comfortable in your team and you truly believe that if you had that person there, you would have won you don't need to announce that to everybody like the like the classic example section but ggs like didn't need to be said everybody no, knew yeah. nobody was doubting people. the yeah. greatness of the team that had won almost every tournament before that like yep. nobody was yeah. calling it into dispute nobody at the event was calling their greatness into dispute and then it became a meme because again like just a lack of confidence and a lack of security and you know that's not a sin by any means. Like it's, it's something that you have to kind of learn, but just say, don't go looking for it. Cause you'll probably find it. Um, it gets egregious. Then that's a different conversation than the one we're having now. Yep. And, you know, be confident in you and your team and the practice that you're putting in and don't feel the need to be, you know, insecure or put, you know, backhanded compliments towards other teams on Twitter. Like, I don't know. There's just, there's so much where I feel like a team that's confident and happy will say those things during the game itself and then shake hands afterwards, like dude said. And I think that a lot of the top teams, unless they have long-standing beef, that tends to be how it goes. Yeah, I agree with you. And honestly, I mean, I come from a different background, man. You had to, you had to learn how to deal with a lot of things uh, because it was like a double-edged sword. It was uh, they were going to trash talk you, and then other things may happen at the same time. So a lot of the times it was. A little bit different i would say for me personally when it came to gaming a lot of the times like i guess being born in a uh, uh also a different generation where i don't take the internet serious so like i've also learned how to unplug a lot of the times so like a lot of, I, to me as i said i know this doesn't work for everybody so i've changed my rhetoric on this if you're going to type it nine times out of ten you're not going to say it in person nine times out of ten you won't say it in a, in a voice chat and a lot of people, they won't even say it in real life. It's mostly in the comfort of their team. And that's really it. So I'm not saying that personal attacks, none of that. I, I get it. But like, if somebody's telling you like, yo, you're really bad. Just, just prove it. Like prove that you're better than them. Find a way to how to beat them. And that's really all it is. Like, I'm pretty sure many people have told Prodigy like, oh, you guys aren't going to, and he's one and he's just like, oh, that's it. 
and dude has believe the shit i have heard yeah and i'm sure dude dude's had more equally equally bad stuff yeah um (laughs) so so yeah so i mean one last thing i did want to ask you guys is because we had this conversation come up before and nine um i feel like obviously you're probably like the golden standard when it comes to commentary in our scene but what do you do when like you have a commentator you feel like is just making like crazy claims about your team and like you know saying things like oh this player just player the whole entire time was just making bad plays like what what do you do the first thing i would do is uh you know i i so are you okay let me back up are you wanting me to speak from the perspective of commentator nine or if i was a player in this situation let's go if you were a player for right now and then you can go to commentator nine um ignore commentary thank you why are you <laughs> watching the stream like yep. ignore don't watch the stream and, and here's the other thing too that's so tricky about this like my one of i don't have many like principal rules for commentary because mm-hmm. i feel like the more things you say you have to do the worse your commentary is going to be it's just gonna like it, it's free flowing it's it's improv but one of the few principles i try to do is i always try to give credit in a situation if a player is performing badly over and over and over again, that's a different story. But I think there are ways to spin it to give credit to the players. A lot of times when a team feeds, it is so easy to like zone in on them feeding and completely miss the masterful, masterful control of the map that the winning team had in that situation. So I always try to err on the side of giving credit, and I would advise that to anybody who wants to, I think, improve in their commentary is... You know, find ways to to give credit because a lot of times the real like artistry and mastery that some of these players have can make very good players look very bad at the game. And I promise you, that's not the case a lot of the times. Um, but from the perspective of a player, um, yeah, don't watch commentary. Um, the only opinions that should matter on the game are the people that you trust, you respect, are affiliated with your team, trying to help you improve, um, and. I, I think that that's the important part. Or, you know, if it's a commentator that you really respect or you feel like gives good analysis, then sure, open that door too. But I just think in any walk of life, there are so many people who will give their opinions on what it is you're doing that you you have to kind of segment off like, okay, the the crowd's opinion means this, like my opponent's opinion means this, my coach's opinion means this, my teammates' opinions yes. mean this. and you want to do that but understand that the commentator is giving their perspective on what it is they're not going to get it right a lot of the time and that's what good coaches and good vod review is for it's to uh kind of move through that chaff and get to the the real cream yeah no i i agree i uh, you put it perfectly obviously uh but like prodigy has talked about this about like you know just um finding people that can actually give you constructive criticism finding the right coaches finding the right people um, it's, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of the times, like, I, first of all, I don't know why you're listening to Twitch chat. That That's one of the biggest things. Like when I, when it comes to people talking about it, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not talking about like, you know, I'm talking about big Twitch chats, people telling you like, yeah, he should have gone this way. Yes. Obviously, uh, you know, hindsight is 2020. Of, of course, like anybody can make those predictions. Like, but like at the same time, like if I say like, yeah, LeBron James should have drove, drove down the lane. I can't do it. I, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I can't do it. 
<laughs> so give like, this man a microphone <laughs> that's the stuff we need bro like and you know it's you know it's the funny thing also like a lot of the times like nines dealt with it not really because people I, I feel like like people give you like the golden standard of commentary as usual you're you're really good at it just to give your flowers but when it comes to like you know twitch chat saying like oh you know i would be better a player saying there would be better a lot of the times they won't hop up and do commentary themselves or even volunteer when people are looking and there's been a commentary drought so a lot of the times it's you need to look for constructive criticism you need to find people that you trust and people that will actually like you know and there's some people like everybody always brings up flc i believe it's the accent i think accents help you like a lot of the times i, I i'm i'm 110 about that i feel like a, like if i was to get up there and do what flc does everybody's gonna find it offensive because i'm from new york so i get it i understand but when you have somebody like flc it just sounds nicer like i give him credit it just sounds like anything he says like i i say this about dragonudo also I, i'm like yo dragonudo you just sound like a soccer player like a soccer announcer a uh, football announcer. I'm, I apologize. Football, the right thing. <laughs> so it just football. sounds good Should... when you trash on somebody. It's... Come on, dude. It's that easy. <laughs> yeah, it's that easy. <laughs> Let me stop. So, <laughs> Go ahead. I, so, as someone that has a similar style of analysis slash commentary as FLC, yes. Um, I think the other aspect of it that the reason why FLC gets away with it is because he does it to everyone. Yeah. And he doesn't. That's he, fair. He it doesn't matter. Even if the winning team is winning and they're and they're decimating the other team he will sit there and still point out all the stupid mistakes they're making and which is what should be done to be, to be quite honest because if you if that when you tell me that after you win and after they've been so dominant for so long you're gonna tell me that despite all those tournaments they didn't go back and watch and say how could we've been better like no they're gonna sit there and you know with a fine tune fine coat uh fine well oiled machine we yeah oh. yes Phrase, insert phrase here. Um, <laughs> uh, that they, you know, they themselves aren't doing that, and you know, figuring out what different things they could have done to be better. Like that's the reason why they're on top, right? So, like, a good analysis has to be able to do that too. Uh, a good, a good, a good analysis and a good analyst. Um, so, I do think sometimes people get a little bit overly sensitive about it, mm. but at the same time, I will also say that I don't think, and my person, this is completely subjective opinion. Um, I don't think there are very many people that can pull off the critical style of commentary and analysis as well. Um, I really think there's, there's, there's really only maybe like two, three people I could think of that could actually do it. I think nine could actually do it if he wanted to, but I know he doesn't want to for very valid reasons. Um, but I think that would basically be me, FLC, and honestly, I don't watch a lot of other commentary these days to really like know more but there probably are other people that could do it i just i just don't know that's fair that's that's Check very fair commentary dude I'll, it. I'll tell everything tell everybody about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i remember <laughs> seeing, remember i hopped in on one of your first commentary sessions dude you don't know this but i've, I've stolen lines from all the great commentators uh, in splatoon's history uh i'll never forget one of the first lines you said when you hopped in you just called nike aimbot like times you just like that was your catchphrase when it referred to nike at a certain point you just stopped calling him nike and you kept calling him aimbot and i just was like ah yes nike is a good sniper i'll put that one i'll pull that one out in the ninth hour you know what on this i was gonna say my last thing for this is that one one of the best commentator pairings and duos was actually fuzzy 
and and walkie. Oh god. For one of for one of the oh, Long yeah. Island splats oh, we had. God. Everyone fucking loved it. And you're gonna you're gonna tell me those guys were the, the beacon of positivity? No. No. No, they certainly were not. But everyone <laughs> loved it. <laughs> god, I miss commentating. Walkie was the perfect balance for me. Like when Hexen publicly com complimented the two of us on Twitter, I knew that we had struck some gold there because oh, that's God. not really his thing. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, dude, I have a very short story. Uh, I actually have trash talked you as well, and you don't know this. And this is another first time story. It was at the first LAN. Um, we uh, got into a, a firefight because you were one of the first teams we played in our groups. And the mm -hmm. very first firefight, you had just come from killing two of my teammates. I put one shot on you and got you. And I remember just saying, like, to my teammates, like, see, he's not so bad. And then we lost all three games promptly. But, like, there you go. That's my story. That's my story. I picked, I based all of my weapon picks in Splatoon 1 off of you. So it felt very good to get that. I, I, I have a question for everyone. Go ahead. What is, what is everyone's favorite trash talk moment that they've ever witnessed or experienced? Splatoon I, 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 or? Splatoon? Uh, is it, I, I, is it this could be either or. Okay. Either are. So I, I will give a my, my favorite overall, and then my, my favorite Splatoon one. And I think this I think Splatoon one people are gonna like. Um, so my favorite overall was from I think I think it was in Halo Two. Um, it was so this is must have been back in like I don't know like two thousand and like three four something like that. Quite a long time ago. Um, so there was two teams. The underdog team won. And like I mentioned earlier, like old school, like classic Halo, like everyone's like screaming trash talking each other because they didn't have like the best headsets or anything like that back in the day. So like as the teams are getting up and they're like meeting in the middle and they're, they're shaking hands, one of the players on the winning team is, grabs his backpack and starts handing out rolls of toilet paper to each of the other members on the other team saying, GG's, you just got shit on. Like, and handing them rolls of toilet paper to clean themselves up afterwards, which was just like blew my mind that someone would bring props to their trash talk and it was all premeditated like who just keeps like four rolls of toilet paper in the backpack like it was very much planned right yeah like it, and so like that's like the pinnacle for me of like innocent trash talk because like it's just going the extra level to just be a little bit cocky about it but you're not still getting like personal and then my favorite Splatoon related trash talk actually also happened at Beacon. Um, it's we when Deep Blues was played against one of the earliest versions of Quantum. Mm. So this is back before like they really like blew up. Um, and Zero was probably like I don't know like 14, 15 at the time or something like that. <laughs> like, so like really young Zero that was like a super like he was a huge Taylor fan back in the day, right? So like he like idolized Deep Blues. And so they beat us. And I think I think they actually beat us in like groups or something like that. And Zero's so happy. He's so happy that he won. And he pops off and he's dancing or whatever. And he's being all happy. And then he comes over to us and he's like saying GG's. And he's like, oh man, GG's. I never thought we were going to win. That was so cool. GG's. I never thought we were going to win. I was just like, dude, you don't tell the team as you're shaking their hands that you just beat. Wow. I never thought we were going to beat you. You guys must really suck. Like even I beat you. Like, like that's like, I know you didn't mean it that way. And that's the reason why I like it so much, especially because seeing what zero evolved into it's like the most innocent trash talk that he didn't even realize was trash talk and like back in the day i was just like shut up you stupid little kid like, <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> and like all of us are so annoyed <laughs> um so my favorite uh I, I can very easily name my favorite splatoon 
related trash talk. And my favorite non takes a little minute here, but the, the easy one, the Splatoon related trash talk, it actually happened to you, Prod. Uh, those of you who have followed my channel know I'm a huge seafood sorbet fan in mm -hmm. control quake mm -hmm. my yep. guy because i saw that team from the bns days grind from making top 16s to top eight to being at one point i still believe could have potentially been a top three team in na i think at their absolute peak if they could ever perform to their level like i coined the term getting in controlled because yep. they found such creative ways to lose after <laughs> winning winning games and they'll tell you yeah. this too and, yeah. you know, it's evident that, like, you know, Biscuit came from there. Simo came from there. Like, super strong players. Like, they had a lot, I think. Anyway, enough praise about that. They lost to you guys in every single land. And then at Smash and Splash, when they finally beat you guys, <laughs> it was um, Wahoo World, Splat Zones. Zones. Simo yep. gets a triple with a hammer. Maybe it was the Blade Quad. I don't remember. Quake, who is one of the kindest and like most soft-spoken individuals I've ever met, or at least he has been to me, stands up and gives the like sonic finger wag to the crowd <laughs> and mouths, "Not today." <laughs> been Man, finally they were, they were like some like burden on their shoulders from this. Apparently, <laughs> you guys were like you had knocked them out of the last I think four events, and mm. like that was one of the things that they just could not get over. And even that, they were up 2-0, I think, in that set, and you guys yeah. brought it back to two two, and like yeah. they managed to finally rewrite the script there. And like it wasn't like he looked straight at the crowd when it happened too, but it was just like a moment of release of finally, finally doing that. So that's my favorite there, and then. If any of you are familiar with um, Olympic running or uh, the, the 5K, a particular runner named Steve Prefontaine um, in the late 60s, early 70s, best runner in America. Nobody could beat him while he was in college. Um, and the story goes that a runner came to one of their meets. It was an Oregon meet. And uh, runners typically have on their jackets, and then they have like a shirt like I'm wearing, and then their singlets underneath. This guy who's second in the meet takes off a shirt and there's a stop sign on it and it says stop pre. So there's a little bit of pre trash talk of him like basically <laughs> saying in his shirt in this hugely publicized meet, I'm going to beat Steve Prefontaine, this guy who nobody can beat. Uh, Prefontaine wins the meet, goes over and grabs the dude's shirt and then puts it on to go talk to reporters. <laughs> so he takes that like attempt at trash talk, wins the race and then wow. takes the piece of it and then walks over like to the crowd afterwards. So, wow. I mean, that's just like the guts to be able to just do that and not even, and he was a notoriously arrogant human being to begin with, but like that just- That's wild. Mm. Dude. So before, before oh, go someone ahead, go else ahead. goes on, I just, I just want to actually add an additional layer of, of lore to the deep blues versus in control loss that happened. I was, I was salty about that loss, but for only a single reason. And that's because Savage was on the team at the time. She was, she was, oh. uh, she was something for the Mega Lamb. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and exactly what I'm A hundred dollars forgiveness. So like, uh, so there's, there's like, there's like macros in certain discord servers and involving the backstory of all of this. Um, but basically the, the backstory is that, um, at an early beginnings of GSM for beacon, we were going to have Savage make some art. There was some really bad miscommunication on both sides. Yep. She ends up getting really upset, but like ultimately at the end of the day, it was one of those things that we went, we meant no ill will type of thing. And it's like. It, it, it's it's like all water on the bridge for me. Like I have no grudges whatsoever over it whatsoever. 
And I still, and I even didn't at the time. Mm. But it was like this is the first time I was playing against her since all that happened. And I was just like, oh, oh, I have a chance that I can knock her out of the tournament. Like, oh, <laughs> and then I, then she knocked me out of the tournament instead. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I will forever have to hold that L. Um, so GG's to her. Uh, but yeah, that, that just just an additional layer of lore there for them, dude. Uh, my favorite like this is from like. I, I used to watch uh, a lot, a lot of competitive COD uh, before I, like, I, it was kind of the thing that kind of made me want to go, like, competitive in, like, Splatoon. And uh, my favorite was probably, like, the, the Killer, the killer the Choo Choo Train. And I don't know if any of you guys have heard that, but it is, like, it's, like, during a time where, like, one of the players basically had left for Team Envy, and then they, you know, replaced them or something. And then, like... I think one of the players was called Karma and he had to play against mm. his old team and then basically this guy called Killer, he was literally like, Wow! Wow! Oh yeah. It is the like the funniest thing. Um that's probably one of my favorites uh out of Splatoon. In Splatoon? I mean I don't know if this was like this is I've never spoken about this, but we'll we'll talk about it today, so exclusive story. Um in Smash and Splash, there was a time where, like, I think it was just this kid who was just like, hey, dude, I, I played against you in a solo queue game, and I was just like, oh, did you know? And he was just like, yeah, and I won, so yeah. And I didn't say anything after that, but, like, a few <laughs> hours later, I find out that I'm about to play this kid. And I'm just <laughs> like, so you're gonna talk, you're gonna, like, be this, like, arrogant or anything like that, like, to me, while you're playing in me in tournament, so I was just like, you know what? I don't care if I lose this Smash and Splash tournament. I'm gonna make sure I beat this kid, and then I'm gonna go <laughs> on. And the next round, I mean, I beat the. Uh, it was a close say. It went to three two. I won, and then I um, and then yeah, I went after. Okay. It, yeah, that's what that's what I call career ending. You you have those moments. You're just like I I want to end this person's career. Yeah, that's bad. I can't have this kid. I can't have this kid like talking smack about me like this. So I'm just yeah. like, yeah, right. How about end this whole kid's career? <laughs> <laughs> so for me, one of my favorites is um you know Michael. If you guys nine Michael Jordan uh. You know the the amount of trash talk that he's had. Uh, but one of the one of the things that always stands out to me is actually trash talking your teammate and asking why you're getting tickets for your family so they can watch you sit on the bench. That is probably one of the worst things to ever hear, and it's, like, really demoralizing. That is, like, right there and then, and if you haven't watched um, The Last Dance, go watch it. I, I think they explain a lot of the things that he used to say. Absolutely ridiculous. And then, Splatoon, I'm sorry, <laughs> nothing tops. And Ali put it in the chat, so I have to read it. Come on, Kipper. You want to talk mad shit, right? Come on, Kipper. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to say you're better than me. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Come on. We know. We know. He's not. And he never will be. Because all he is is with KP. They think they're hot shit, right? No. Without, and then I'm not reading the rest. I'm done. <laughs> but yes, that, that right there was like the funniest thing I have ever seen. It was hilarious when it comes to like the fact that that was caught on like stream because <laughs> like it's just like the the anime protagonist that that he is like at the same time so it just makes it even like if there was ever a splatoon anime that has to be the speech 
Like literally, like the like the like it has to be a speech. I'm so serious. So yeah, that's mine. So many marketing opportunities with that man. That was. Uh, and and so like of course the, the arc is that if he's the protagonist he loses the first time so his anime his so his Twitter profile picture goes all black or something like that he, he goes to a trading arc and amps himself up and the next tournament starts and he's got some sort of war scream anime profile picture and they lose that one so it goes all black again and then they finally wins and then it's you know that's that's the arc of zero I love his drive but yeah as I said he he has probably one of the bigger drives he'll be he, he's back so we'll see what happens with that but we're gonna move on so we don't uh hold on to this topic for too long as i said it was a good conversation just remember man a lot of things can be just don't look for it that's the biggest thing just don't look for it a lot of times people go and look for it a lot of people will like be like yo like copy and paste like this clip and then try to send it to you just tell them don't do it that's really it but we're going to move on to one of the, the, the bigger things that has happened in the Nintendo community that also has left us with a little bit of, uh, you know, that, that sweet Splatoon content that all these uh, content creators, Splatoon YouTubers are running to to throw up 15 million videos for four seconds. But we'll start off before, mm. we'll start off before uh, the Switch. Oh, are we going OLED or o, oh, it's just OLED? OLED. Okay. So O-L-E-D. the great disappointment for some people of July 6, 2021. So <laughs> that's what we're calling it. <laughs> the great disappointment of Splatoon 2. <laughs> so on July 6, uh, Nintendo released its new console that everyone had been anticipating for so long. And it wasn't what people expected. So if you guys know everybody's been hoping for a Switch Pro. I will say that the biggest thing for this is that a lot of people fell into rumors. We're going to get into that topic also. So if you didn't hear about this before, I think everybody knows about it already. Seven inch OLED screen, uh, basically brighter colors, better adjustable stand, built in wired LAN port, 64 gigabytes of internal storage and enhanced audio. So what do you guys think? Who would like to start? One feature that nobody will use. (laughs) Dude, since you're the, you were the pioneer, you were the pioneer for the switch for the Switch Pro coming out soon. So, oh, baloney! So let's. Uh, I, I I said I okay. said that you know because that wasn't that the very first podcast we talked about. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did, we did, we did, we did. my stance on that was that I thought that the reporting at the time was real because of the level of details that reputable journals were putting out mm-hmm. any, and then any, and then all of it was that it was happening before E3. And so once it did not get announced at E3, I did not expect this whatsoever. And I actually stopped paying attention to rumors. So I have no idea what rumors were saying after that point. Okay. All right. So, uh, dude, what did, what, what did you think, man? Come on to let, let's, let's, let's hear it. Uh, it's, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's definitely underwhelming to a certain degree. Like, of course, like we know, like the internals, uh, practically the same. And I mean, we know it's a bigger screen and it's OLED and that's about it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're like, you know, the... I don't want to say that I feel like this will be the only uh, switch that we might be getting. I mean, I, I, I don't I'm think just so. saying I, I have this hope that maybe one day that they'll come out with something stronger just from past things that they have done with maybe like 
if we put the 3DS for reference, they had the 3DS, the 2DS, the 3DS XL, the new 2DS, the new 3DS, the new 3DS XL. So it's it it's not something Nintendo has not done before. Yeah. Where they could just be announcing one thing and then announcing a bunch of other things later. Don't quote me or, or anything like that. I don't know, obviously, and I never will know, like because Nintendo's a strange company, and how they do things, it works, and sometimes it just doesn't work. But I don't know. I mean, I would have loved to be to be. I, I would love it for there to be a stronger system right now. But you know, if it's not like that, then it's okay. I mean, well, not really. It's not really okay. <laughs> <laughs> how you really feel? Come oh on, man. Feel just say how you feel. Tell us. It's not okay. It's okay. on this bone. Go for it, dude. I really want there to be a stronger system. That's the safe space, man. Speak out loud. It's just. I mean, it's just. It's it's just that. I mean, obviously, it is all rumors and stuff like that, and it's just things that was also that has also been data mined as well with like. I think it was something Oatmeal Dome even posted where like they had found out something something to do with 4K. I don't know I don't know about it, but like it's just it was it was there and it was found and it's just like okay but why? So I don't know. It's so it's so weird. Like like I don't wanna like like take rumors and like fully believe them like I, I i it's nothing i don't exactly do but like i mean you know i like to look at them because it's just like huh it kind of what if this does happen like it would be kind of sick if it did happen like you know the discussion aspect of that is quite fun to yeah you know this time it was some like, reputable sources know. and that's the problem that's yeah. what what was what's getting at everybody is that like yeah their normal sources were actually wrong so I get that. Yeah. I get that. Nine? Anything? I actually have a pretty strong stance on this. Um, so I, I think to kind of re, retread the same ground that Prod was walking on here, I said from the start of this podcast and even on my own stream and the three times I've streamed in the last year, that I believe Nintendo, when, I, when they say that they consider the Switch's lifespan only like way over and i thought that any switch pro was in a weird position where if it was if the new games they were developing had to be played on switch pro they would be alienating a lot of their audience and that's not good for business at the same time though if you make a game that is a switch that is slightly upgraded but the games can still be played on the regular switch what was the point of the switch pro like you haven't reached the potential, like you haven't gotten to a new level yet with that game that opens up new doors for you. Okay. So I thought that the Switch, any potential Switch Pro was in a similar like weird pain spot. So when I saw that the OLED had the same specs, I was actually kind of happy about that because then I knew that I wasn't going to need to buy, to spend $350 on a new Switch if I wanted to get the best performance in Smash Bros, get the best performance in Splatoon, any games that I speed run, like 
If there was if there was a legitimate competitive advantage and a stronger system may well have opened that door Bracket. that did nothing except for optimize performance, then everybody who wanted to stay at the top was going to have to buy that. As yep. it stands now, it's just an alternative for people like me who have a day one switch that works fine. I don't have any Joy-Con drift, thankfully, fingers crossed. Lucky. But, you know, yeah, very lucky. But, you know, we're going on over four years now. It might be time to, to upgrade to a new version. And I did the same thing with my DS. I got a DSi. I did the same thing with my 3DS. I got a 3DX or I got a new Nintendo 3DS XL eventually. Like, it's, I think it's very consistent with their track record. And I'm happy that it's not serious impingement on their current library now part of that is because of course i play a lot of competitive games on the switch i'm sure there are a lot of people who would love for odyssey and breath of the wild to run without frame drops but like yeah. the potential ramifications of two of their most popular games <laughs> offering distinct advantages you buy this new oled that offers nothing else outside of optimized performance i think that's a risky spot and frankly i think we would have gotten more complaining if that was the case so oh, yes. i think it's consistent with what they've done and frankly i'm happy that i don't need to get the oled and if i want to it will purely be because i think it's time to retire the old switch and move to a nice new copy so to be honest with you i i've realized how things work for uh for me whenever i like something everybody hates it so that's how it like that's how things go down so when i i was like I mean, mm, 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 we won't go that far but um <laughs> But no, in all, in all honesty, like I kind of, I, I've been playing my, um, my switch like a lot in handheld now, like a lot, a lot, because there's a lot of, um, good indie games just on the switch. Recently, I've been playing Ender Lilies. Uh, it's actually a really fun Metroidvania. If anybody's looking for a new Metroidvania to play, it's actually really fun. But I, one of my bigger, my bigger complaints is that after a while, I, I kind of, maybe my eyes are going, I'm getting older. I do. I was saying that I would like a bigger screen. I was saying that I would like a more adjustable, like, you know, stand just because I actually enjoy playing the switch on the go. Now, now there's also another thing about the fact that I would like to have two switches so that I can have one that never leaves the dock and one that I can play on the go, but that's another thing. But for me personally, when I'm looking at this, I was like, also, I feel like this was a stance by Nintendo by Nintendo saying that like their focus is portable gaming. I don't know if anybody else like thinks that or if anybody else it, like like it, have thought about that but I really do think that there's a stance of the fact that they are really like diving into the the portable gaming and I, I don't know I maybe it's because of the fact for me I feel like a lot of the things when it comes to rumors I feel like 4k is bait I feel like I feel like somebody really just sat down and was just like how can I get like likes and retweets and yeah, let's just throw 4K on it. And that's what we can do to make people like, you know, actually like and retweet this. Um, how can we get YouTubers to talk about it? And I feel like a lot of that led to people getting like their expectations so high from Nintendo. Like, I don't know, like, especially for me growing up back in the day when I used to play the GameCube and then realizing that I was going to the Wii, like I was saying this on my stream the other day, we went into an era where the Xbox 360 came out first, right? And Nintendo decided to launch the Wii. I don't know if anybody thinks that that's crazy. I know we, if you look back at it, but it really like at that point in time where you had the Xbox 360 and then you had the, the PS3 and look at the Wii. 
they've never been on like cutting edge gaming. They've never done it. It's, it's just not a thing that they do. So I don't know for me, I was just like 4k gaming, crazier specs. I feel like I, I felt like this was something that was coming along. I feel like next year, maybe they might have something along the line, but for any of you guys, do you guys think that the rumors like led people to have too high expectations? I, I don't know if that, if it's just me, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, like, I, I think any time that there's a lot of stuff circulated, I mean, even the name Switch Pro, I, I, I think building up expectations ahead of time is something, but... But I feel like this know. one was wild. Like, I feel like this was, it was annoying. Like, like every, like, I, I unsubscribed from certain YouTubers because every other week was new Switch Pro, guys, there, there's possibly 4K gaming. It's going to be a, it's going to be a PS4 in your hands. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Like, this is Nintendo. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. And if anybody else has an opinion on this, please let me know. But ah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so we'll we'll move on from that. But I, I just wanted to ask you guys. So, like, what do you expect for the future of the Switch now? More of the same. More of the same? I feel like that. Yeah. Like, I, I think... Uh, yeah. Wait, what did you say, dude? I think... Switch Pro 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we Start it up again. Start baby. it up. Here we go. Um, yeah, I definitely think that you know, like everyone said, like the the, the repetition of the upgraded models is, is just something that we're eventually going to get. It's just a matter of when. Um, mm -hmm. Other than that, like I'm fine waiting. I'm in no rush. Um, mm. And when it comes, well, I'll probably get it. Probably, but it all depends on like timing, right? So I, Nintendo, oh, go Nintendo. Ahead. I will say for for all the shortcomings that I think Nintendo has, hardware has never been one of it yeah. from a business perspective because they historically have been like pretty much the only console selling company that has actually makes a profit on their hardware. Yeah. So we know what they're doing. So I have a question for you guys, uh, and I didn't write this one down, but how would you guys feel if uh, Nintendo takes like the the Apple route and it's only like minor little changes with the Switch every single year? <laughs> Tell me now. <laughs> I really would not like that. <laughs> so, so, so next year, next, so next year they add they add a little they add 1080p to the to the portability, and that's all the change that they make. No, I got I got it here. They do the OLED Mini, which is actually just the original Switch again. Oh. <laughs> that, that would be the most Apple list of moves too. <laughs> All I'm saying is, man, yo, so we're gonna move on. I don't want to keep you guys here for too long, but we're gonna move on to bow content. I know you guys, uh, everybody was excited for our four seconds of Splatoon 3 content. How long do we have? How long do we have for this? Oh, we got time. I, I don't I just don't want to keep dude on for too right. long, but yeah. So <laughs> Oh man, I put an over under out on Twitter for uh, how many hours worth of videos are going to be made for those four seconds. And uh, yeah, I, I actually was very happy to see the, the movement speed of the bow, of mm. course, without knowing anything about the like weapon system or the gear system. We don't really, we, you can't draw too much from that. Yeah, like, maybe you can. Unless I you're Chara. Unless you're Chara. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> hey he knows what he's doing he's I, I, i'm not saying it. that's a bad thing i'm saying yeah. that's a, that's an amazing thing but he, he is don't underestimate what he does. 
But I, I think that's interesting because like that's always especially with like one of the big things that happened at the start of Splatoon 2 was holding charges, right? For the charger class. And that was like the big thing. But even that still relied on you swimming and going into the ink and going into squid form. And the like mobile well charging, like to that level of mobility, like that that thing was booking it always been reserved for the splatlings and in particular the very light splatlings with a lot of run speed on so the fact that while charging the bow was able to move that just kind of had me excited as in terms of like oh we haven't had this class do this thing really like i know squiffers can get moving pretty quick and bamboos can too but like i'm inclined to believe that this is a feature of the weapon rather than a feature of the gear set so i thought that that was pretty interesting um and flc and sendo had a pretty good discussion about like how they could potentially tweak a lot of different things on the bow because there's a lot to work with with the bow um, in terms of like different spreads, different damage output, things like that. But um, I let it be known I was the first person to say ban the bow. And in three years, when we finally come around and a version of the bow dominates the meta, I'm just going to retweet that. So I've uh, already planted my flag there. So everyone else can hop on that ship whenever they're ready. Dude, I know you came out with one. You're one of the people that came out with the video. So, what's your thoughts, mm -hmm. man? Uh, it's cool as hell. Like, I I just feel like it's gonna be that one of those weapons where it's like, uh, it's probably not. I mean, it's probably not gonna paint that well, in my opinion. Uh, but it's just gonna be like, um, it's gonna be like, how do I even describe it? It's gonna be like. I don't know. You have to charge this thing up, right? I, that's from from what I Hi. from what I saw. Like I think I guess you have to charge it up by a little bit, and I guess it's going to be like very much like how a charger kind of plays, sort of, but not quite because it's going to be quicker. It's it's weird, man. I don't even really know how to explain it. Like I I did my own my own little analysis on it. And I, I watched it. Like you know, it's very very quick. And I think that's probably why one that's going to be one of its strong suits that it's going to be extremely quick on the feet and it's going to be kind of hard to track at the same time. So, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Rod, anything <laughs> or are you, you, you over the bow con conversation? Uh, uh, I'm not over the conversation. I, um, historically speaking, looking into, uh, even 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 data mining of Splatoon content does mm -hmm. not always bode well for the predictability. No, of what it to expect, um, for, for a multitude of reasons. Yep. Uh, what, was, what was it like that rocket mode thing? That, oh like, was, like, yes, nerf, eight, like, ball. Yes. Then, eight ball. Yeah, eight yep. ball which then which then we didn't kind of see like a somewhat of eight ball in like the Octo expansion or something like that, right? Hardest levels. Weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So for so like this is how much this is how little I've been paying attention to it. The bow can either shoot like three bullets or like one bullet, right? Type of thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a spread fire or like a single fire type of mode. So yeah, right? it like it can turn. Uh, yeah. So so yeah. like for me, I think that if if you if the, if the movement's actually what what we think it is and it actually stays in the game, that's what like GooTuber should have had in this game, right? <laughs> to make actually make a GooTuber do something, have a purpose for existing it's and purpose, it's yeah, abysmal life. Um, but like, like that should have been like the, the niche. And if you, if you, if you assume that that's what GooTuber should have been and combine it with the Splatoon 2 edition of vertical and horizontal flicks, it's, you're basically creating like a GooTuber roller hybrid type of thing. 
where you can have like a vertical flick that like as paints, but then or sorry, a horizontal flick that paints, and then like a vertical vertical flick that it's designed to like actually like do damage. And I think that concept's pretty cool, right? It's like taking what they've like learned from over over the years and trying to come up with new creative ways to combine these things and make mm-hmm. hybrids. Which is really cool. I think like the squeezer is another really good example of something they did in Splatoon 2 of having like kind of that long range, perfectly accurate single fire, but you gotta like tap versus like hold down the trigger and it's just like a spray painting type of mode. Yep. I think you could also draw parallels there. Um so I think that's pretty cool. But uh what would I ban it? That is way too hard for me to say. <laughs> I, I guess I guess I'll have to, you know, eat, eat crow once it does happen on nine week or something. Like that. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. Uh, so nobody's nobody's with the the automatic bottom tier that everybody's going with it. You mean nobody? Everybody saw the pain. I mean, look at this mode. Like, no, bottom no, tier of what? Like I, six I, weapons I, that we've I, seen. Who, like, who knows? To be honest, hey man, with you. that dynamo was looking good. That, that it was. I, it pretty. really was actually. Uh, I, I saw this on Twitter and I, I already told my discord that I may be closing down. Um, and dude also brought it up in his video thoughts on tent missiles being in uh, Splatoon three, like with the, the couple of seconds that we saw tent missiles, how, how's everybody, how's everybody feeling with that returning? I mean, we only, I, this is me going off of what I read, not actually from watching the video and doing my own analysis. Cause mm. I just did not care. <laughs> Um, but like <laughs> from what either. we saw, right, was like clips of something raining down, raining down, right? like we didn't yeah, actually, yeah, right. And so I was like, it could have been anything, what, like, what was it? It wasn't like that, like a little like crab missile launcher thing, it yeah. could have just been that, right? Like, I don't even remember, it's been it's been a while since I've actually looked at this Splatoon 3 reveal, but like, I thought we, there was some sort of special there that shot that looked like it was going to shoot some sort of missiles. And to me, it's just like, well, if I see missiles falling down on someone, I don't go. Ah, yeah, like missiles are back. I just go, oh, we're just seeing like other part of that special that we already saw. Anybody else? No, nothing on I'm, missiles. I'm a, I'm a Debbie Downer when it comes to this shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's I like... go ahead, dude. <laughs> I was gonna say like it's kind of hard to tell, uh, of course, without actually playing the game, like because it's like. Like, we don't know how fast they're going to shoot in this game. We don't know how much it's going to, you know, we, we don't, we don't really know. <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell when it's just like, you've seen like one second and have like something full about it. So I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. Anything nine from you? I was just going to say, like, they had to buff those things like 10 times yeah. to get them to where they are now. So like, I would not be surprised if they were like, we spent so much time balancing these, we'll put them in the next game. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we, we did not spend all this time to waste it. Can you imagine if we get version 1.0 missiles in Splatoon 3 again? That'd be hilarious. We just revert all the way back all to right. the beginning. That'd be hilarious. That would, that, I, cool. I mean, I will say though, I do like that they're not scrapping all of the specials because I mean, like that was one of the big and was still is one of the big divisive points between the two games is yeah. like oh Splatoon one specials are better or oh Splatoon two specials are better. Not many people say the second one, but um, yeah. you know the fact that you know if this is indicative of maybe getting a mix of Splatoon two and Splatoon three or who knows maybe they'll dip back into Splatoon one. We just don't know yet. I think that that at least you know is good in the sense that it shows that they're willing to take the pieces that have worked. I know missiles are much hated nowadays with like double missile comps, but I think that missiles are a pretty interesting special conceptually. 
So I'm happy that they might bring that back. And um, that's really all I'm comfortable drawing from there is just that, hey, if they do bring missiles back, it means that it might be more than bomb rushes that get recycled this time. And, you know, I'm okay with that. You're okay. All right. That's, that's cool, man. No, I'm... I'm glad that, you know, people are showing their excitement by putting out as much content as they possibly can, even if it's only four seconds. Um, there's There's been a lot that's been happening, man. I, you know, maybe we get a direct sooner or later. Uh, maybe October. Yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Maybe October. So not, well, I don't know about October, but the direct, yeah, that's definitely happening. Yeah, that's definitely happening. It's usually, it's usually winter at the end of summer, right? I wouldn't know. Yeah. It's like August or so. Well, like Splatoon's big enough at this point that, and we've talked about this. I think it could absolutely get its own full, like a, a full 100%. direct. So, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't know if the summer slot is, would be would probably be a bit too soon because normally they do like the the full game like dedication direct where it's only like a month or two out from launch to like really drum up support. But like, yeah, I I would be shocked if we don't get a full Splatoon three direct. Yeah, so oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But guys, uh, we've had a, a good long discussion tonight. I'm not going to lie with, to you guys, man. Um, I'm, I'm really glad that we were able to hop on and talk about this. Thank you, Nintendo, for giving us more topics to talk about. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this as usual. Make sure to check it out everywhere. Again, as I said, if you are you know, going on your, your, your daily drive to work or you're just at home and you want to listen to it, we are on Spotify, we are on Apple Music and youtube also on top of that so check everybody out also um do you guys have anything else to say before we close nobody else has anything to say uh so yeah thank you guys for coming through uh stream's not done but we're i'm just letting these guys go but uh thank you guys and we're gonna end here